0: I feel like I have met a celebrity today. We are joined by the amazing podcast coach, and podcast extraordinaire, Stephanie Gass. I am a student of Stephanie Gass's. In fact, when I was starting this podcast, I listened to many of her trainings and teachings and podcast episodes. She has been my guiding light to get to the place that Miss Biz is right now. So I am so honored to have her here with us today, and I am looking forward to learning more from her today and also allowing our listeners to get a taste of all that Stephanie Gass has to offer. I know this is going to be an incredible episode, so stay with us as we get started.
1: If you enjoy the Miss Biz podcast, but still have questions or need advice, we have some exciting news for you. Join us for Miss Biz Connects. Miss Biz Connects is a weekly one hour Zoom call on Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is one
0: hour each week dedicated to you. We want to meet you and put our brains together to help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually.
1: To access the meeting link, visit us on our social media pages at Miss Biz Podcast, or send us an email to missbizpod at gmail.com. Join
0: us this Friday and let's grow the Miss Biz Nation.
1: Hey lady bosses, are you working even after putting the kids to bed but still not getting results? Are you tired of spending money on ads that aren't getting engagement? Do you feel burdened that you aren't fulfilling your purpose in life because you are so consumed with work? I'm your host, Brooke Bolts, I'm an attorney and founder of Bolts Legal.
0: I started my business and in one year was bringing in seven figures and am now bringing in multi seven figures.
1: And I'm your co-host Rachel Bolts, owner of Bolts Media. I've helped many businesses build their online presence and increase their revenue through digital marketing. Wanna hear how we did it? We are here to help you achieve your goals personally, professionally, and spiritually. So kick off your high heels, Sit back and let's ignite that passion. We're Miss Biz, where we're putting the miss in biz. Let's get
0: biz done.
2: Stephanie, welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Miss Brooke and Rachel, thanks for having me. It is our honor to have you here. And where are you coming
0: from? Where are you located?
2: Yes, I'm actually in New Mexico and I'm in uh, the mountains of New Mexico called the Sandias. And nice. so that's where, yeah, that's where I'm streaming in from. We got a rainy day outside and I uh, opened my window and praying that my dog doesn't bark at any given moment. Life <laughs> is good. Awesome. Well, we are here from sunny Orlando, Florida.
0: And this is just the the amazing tool of social, or not, what am I talking about? The amazing tool of technology and now utilizing zoom to be able to interview you across the country,
2: really So, fun. Okay.
0: so let's get started. We have a segment we do sometimes called unpopular opinions. Uh-huh. And I know that you have an unpopular opinion mm-hmm. and that is that social media marketing is dead. Mm-hmm. So, I want to dive into that topic and have a a
2: friendly discussion. So Uh why do you believe that? Yeah. So let me clarify. I believe that organic social media marketing is dead. Um, Basically, what this looked like for me, because I think so many of our opinions are formed through our own experiences. And so for me, what this looked like was being a solopreneur, trying to get this online business off of the ground, spending five to six hours a day, truly, which is disgusting, if we really think about how we're pouring our time into building a business on instagram specifically and i was doing the reels and i was doing the stories and i was content creating and doing all of these things and it had quote unquote worked i had 750 likes per post i had hundreds and hundreds of story viewers i had you know the little reels that felt really good it all felt really good to me i'm like i must be having success i have 40,000 followers this is amazing but as I continued to go back and look at the data, like how was this growing the list? How was this growing the audience? How was this growing the bank account? I continued to find there was no correlation between these numbers that made me feel good and the actual results of the business. So I started to pray and because I had just felt this was the only way to grow. Like this is what everybody says to do. And so I started to pray and I started to feel conviction lay it down, lay it down. And I'm like, I can't lay this down, Lord. I got some momentum. Okay. Like (laughs) I I got the numbers, bud. Anyways, I go on vacation and my phone breaks. I mean, truly you guys like weird, just black. And I can't get on the phone. We're in this rural area in Minnesota. And I tell my husband, I'm like, can I use your phone? I need to post like i've got to share about this vacation and do all these things and he looked me square in the face and he's like you cannot go three days without getting on social media i think that you have a problem and i was like whatever you don't know and so i was so mad (laughs) and i was so triggered you know but the lord was like be at peace like rest rest in this and so I actually went all three days without my phone of any kind, not showing up anywhere, not even, uh, you guys, I felt this peace drop-in that I had not felt maybe ever since getting social media at all, since having a phone in my hand, since building a business. So my husband looks me square in the face and he says, can you literally not go three days without social media? And I felt totally triggered. I was super annoyed with him because I'd done all this hard work for like four years to grow this thing to this level. And you know, but some of that that conviction and that feeling was rising in me like, maybe, maybe I can't, you know, what is what is going on with me? So I ended up going three days without it, and I felt for the first time, at this time I had, you know, two I had a newborn, I think I had like a two or three year old at the time, my, my older son, and I just felt this peace drop in. Like I could look at them without wanting to capture it. I was sitting there without feeling this desire and this urge to click the buttons. And I felt something. And that day a movement began in me and in my audience to get rid of the apps every weekend. So I told them, you guys, let's all delete it together. I'll meet you back on Monday, did this for a few years. And I felt this big shift in my heart at this time. I had started podcasting already. And what I noticed was, the podcast was growing all the leads. I was seeing revenue coming straight from the podcast, not from social, not from these other channels that were taking 4X the time that the podcast took me. And so I started to feel this like inner pull to pour more into the podcast and less into socials. Anyways, I don't remember, it was like a year and a half, two years ago, and I heard God, I was doing a fast and he said no more. So I got off social media completely for 30 days. And I am telling you in that 30 days, everything absolutely exploded. I get back on Instagram and here's what I find. This is the, to the point of my story. Everything was dead. The likes were gone. The followers were gone on stories. Everything had completely fizzled out. To me, it wasn't like, oh no, I have to rebuild. It was confirmation. Why would I spend five hours a day for four years of my life building something that is gone overnight? I'm done. And I didn't go back. And I've never gone back personally for me on Instagram, because what I've discovered later is like, you know, the, the highest paid engineers and people in the world that know how your brain works are working to use this app to create addiction in your life because that's how they make money. Right? So us as a solopreneur, as somebody who's trying to build an organic business, we can't win because we're having to be there for all these hours posting For this audience that's actually not there in a purchaser mindset right we're in a dopamine hit we're an addictive addictive loop i need to and we all know this we're not like we can see we can feel we know what's happening when we're in there it's a black hole and we're like dopamine hit dopamine hit. we're not in the mindset of actually buying and listening and being challenged and being grown that is a different story for a company or business that has you know money to spend or a team that can help you do these things I'm talking about you as a business owner trying to grow your first 50K or your first 100K revenue, and you maybe have an assistant on your team, really thinking about how is this helping me grow today? Am I seeing the fruits of this labor? Am I growing my business? Am I actually making money? If the answer is no, why are you still there at the level in which you're there? Just a question, and everybody's answer will be different, but that's what happened for me.
0: That's an incredible story. And it's very relatable to me, particularly this week, because I broke my phone too. I Ah. left it on the top of my car and drove off and it got run over by like 10 cars. And it's probably the first time I've been without a phone for longer than like 10 minutes in years, because we work work from our phones. Like everything we do is from our phones. And in, in the beginning, it was kind of panic mode. How am I going to run the business? How am I going to respond to emails? How am I going to look at my social media? Um, and and all of those things. But I did experience probably several hours into it, that same piece that you described that was like, I'm kind of free right now. Mm-hmm. And I can live in the moment. And I don't have to worry about how many people are liking my posts Or am I going to, am I videoing a reel today that's going to be, you know, liked and, and shared? Sure. So I definitely experienced what you're talking about. But my question to you is for those people who maybe don't have a podcast or do have one, but haven't really been able to grow it.
2: Yeah.
0: How do they, what's the alternative?
2: Sure. So you have three choices. You, if you right now today want to be in the online business space, you have to understand something. So does everyone else. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so while everyone wants to grow a business and make money from home, a lot of people will try and a lot of people will fail one because they don't understand long form. They don't understand how to build something that's sustainable. And third, they'll give up because it gets real hard, real fast. And so What I teach my students is you have three options when it comes to actually building something foundational and sustainable. One is you can create video marketing, and I would recommend you utilize those videos on YouTube and then your own platform, like a website of some kind, because people are in the mode of learning. They're in the mode of consumption. They're not. YouTube is a little hard because it still has a really um, user driven algorithm, and it actually doesn't show your stuff over and over. It says, oh, they like this person. They're also going to like this person. So they're constantly putting other people in front of, of your audience. So that makes it a little bit difficult for you. It also makes it difficult because, um, people are so highly distracted now. It's hard for us as consumers to sit and watch a whole video. We're often doing multiple things at once. So that attention is divided, but that would be one option. If you guys have a makeup business, you're showing people to cook, you know, or bake wedding cakes or how to knit. YouTube would be a great option for you of something that's going to be long form and more sustainable. You know, you don't, you don't have to fight such an aggressive algorithm and people are in more of a mode of learning. The second one would be blogging. Now today with chat, GBT and GPT, BD, anyway, with AI, it's going to get really difficult for my bloggers out there to grow an organic, sustainable business because we have AI, everyone can now blog you can pop out 300. I mean, now granted organically writing a blog is going to get higher visibility on Google SEO. than if you're utilizing something like AI to write your blog, but that's going to be a tough one. So any of you that are like, no, 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 God has called me to writing it's blogging. Then you should do that. If not, I would consider one of the other options. The third and final one is podcasting. It's using your voice to create a foundational sustainable business model And this is obviously my favorite, it's what I teach, it's what God showed me to do instead in lieu of social media. And the reason is, is because I can take a listener all the way deep into like, know and trust within 20 minutes. Brooke popped on this interview with me and said, oh my gosh, I know you. I know about your life, I connect with you, I feel like we're friends because she's been listening to my podcast. So she's got already the like, know and trust without ever speaking to me and actually meeting me in person. And what, why podcasting works so well for conversion. You don't need that many people actively listening to start making money from a podcast because people want to go deep with you much quicker. They're in the car driving, they're listening. They're doing laundry, they're listening. They're in an active mindset of growth, of personal development, a posture of learning. Those people buy, those people convert, those people stay with you versus somebody who's sitting on their phone wanting to veg out for 30 minutes on social media, right? So podcasting is going to have that foundation. I will share with you guys some of my top downloaded episodes of my show are from maybe from two or three years ago, because the content continues to work for me. It doesn't expire in 24 hours. It's something that is truly going to be there. And the SEO of the podcast keeps working for me.
1: You know we're all about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that
0: case. At Volts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs.
2: VoltsLegal.com So What I'm saying to answer the question is you got one of those three options. You have got to decide what is my long form going to be? And then you marry it. It doesn't feel good. There's no vanity metrics that really pop up at you. They're like, you're doing great. It's a test of your dedication and your discipline to your craft and how long you're going to stay in the game until it actually starts to to return and work for you. But here's the secret. 99.9% of people quit because it doesn't feel good, good, glittery and shiny. And they go start over. They build a new brand. They start a new whatever method. Like we have to be super, super steadfast in the one thing that we do in the way in which we're called to build it until that's how you grow something that is actually sustainable and rich and highly profitable is you get known for that one thing on that one platform.
1: Thank you so much for sharing those tips with us, Stephanie. I think that those were all really great points that you brought up, especially when you mentioned being steadfast and, you know, consistent in what you do. There's going to be times of highs and lows where it, it's it's difficult to keep on going and it's easier to give up, but wow. when you're able to kind of fight your way through the path, um, you're going to see success eventually. So I really appreciate you sharing that with all of us today. Um, I also really appreciate your perspective on the unpopular opinion. Um, you know, social media to me is so digital marketing is like a pie and mm-hmm. there's different sections of the pie. So you have your website, um, you have your blog writing, you have your SEO, um, you have your social media marketing and social media marketing is really about visibility and credibility and trust with your audience. So nowadays, millennials and under, when they look up a company, they're looking you up on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, So when they see your posts, it's not necessarily to make a purchase. It's mm-hmm. to get to know your business and become familiarized with it. Yeah. Um, so it's more about visibility and trust than actually earning revenue on it. Whereas like with paid advertising, such as, you know, your social media ads, um, as well as even your pay-per-click ads, such as Google ads, that's Mm -hmm. where you really see people that want to make those purchasing decisions. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Those were all really great points that you mentioned.
2: Yeah. And I do think that there's a difference between I'm trying to actively grow an audience using social where you're using all of these tools, like reels and capturing your life and behind the scenes and like truly trying to grow an audience there is one of the most difficult feats you will ever face. And I do have clients who have done it. I have somebody who has over a million followers, but when I ask her the question, does that actually make you money? The answer is it makes me very little money compared to some of these other things that you mentioned. And so I love that you bring that up, Rachel, for those of you who feel really like I have to have some kind of social media fine. Treat it like a website, put up the posts that you need to, to create credibility with testimonies. And then like, if you want to set it and forget it. Great. Like we didn't delete my account. It's still there. People can go read things and, but like, we're not actively posting anymore. So I think of it as like a business card. That's great. What a great thing to bring up. Like it's when you find yourself in the addictive loop and the obsession. I have to grow it. I have to grow it. I have to get more likes. I have to, I have to DM people like that's when we start to have maybe some red flags around how you're utilizing any tool that can become an idol in your life, right? Any tool. It's just that social media is so easy to validate because everyone says you have to have it to grow your audience. That's the challenge I'm bringing up for you guys today.
1: Absolutely. Um, Stephanie, can you explain to me uh, one-to-many
2: versus one-to-one marketing? Good. I love this question. So just like I mentioned the DMs, I used to be in network marketing, you guys. Woo! So, and those of you that are, it's great. It's wonderful. It's fine. It's, it hasn't it had its place in my life, but what they taught me was one-to-one marketing. And so for so many years of my life, I was that person that people would run away from. I'd walk in the room and be like, skin cream. And they'd like Run away. You know what I mean? And on Facebook, I'd like DM this girl from like seventh grade with obviously an agenda. Like, it's so good to see you. You're looking so, like, so awkward. But like, that's what I was taught. And I didn't know there was any other way to do it. And so, what people often come in my student community, they're like, you know, oh, I'm on social, for example, and somebody liked a thing. And so now I'm over there and I started a conversation. And like, I'm trying to get this lead on a discovery call. For a coaching call or whatever and i'm just like you know like i get triggered with my trauma my like one-to-one marketing trauma and i'm like did you know there's another way to market where like you don't have to chase people they can actually just come to you so visual of how this happened for me when i started my podcast back in 2018 i had begun with how to grow a business this is hilarious on uh, using facebook groups because that's how i started i grew a top 1 network marketing business on a Facebook group, like getting them into the one-on-one, having the call. Okay. And those were the old days. Those were the good old days. You guys, you, I mean, truly it's so hard now. It's so hard now if you're, that's really what your method is, but that's where I started. And people would start emailing me and they were like, do you coach? Do you coach? Can I have a coaching call with you? And I'm like, God, do I coach? And he's like, you do. And I'm like, I do coach. (laughs) Let's have a call. And so like, I would pop on these Zooms with people and we'd talk about sales. Like confidence and speaking and delivery and whatever, follow up, all that kind of thing. And what I realized is like, oh my gosh, I don't have to go after people to close a deal one-on-one on -one one. I have to create something that changes people's lives for free that can be found all across the world. When they hear the thing for me, it was the podcast. And they're like, whoa, she just changed my life with this tip, or I absolutely love that she talked about this, or she's so relatable or whatever the thing was for them, or they connected with me from a heart place. They wanted to work with me. And so they were on the website trying to figure out how to contact me. I didn't even have an offer at first. I was like, I don't know what I do. I'm still figuring this thing out. I had a bunch of, I was confused. Like we all are when we start our business but they started to tell me what they wanted. They wanted, they started to call it clarity coaching. And as I'd sit with them, I'd tell them what their niche was. What was their business? It grew into a multi six figure coaching business in 18 months without ever doing a DM, without ever having an outreach of me chasing somebody, they were knocking on my door. That's one to many. And so if you're not experiencing that, there's a few reasons why. One, you're focused on selling right now instead of building an audience. You're like, what's my offer that I'm going to sell? Who are you going to sell it to? How are you going to sell it? We have this mixed up mindset that we can just post an offer and it's going to sell. That is not the way this works. We have to, you have to shift your mind. And I know this is hard. It's like, but I need to make money. And I hear you. And I had those years. There was a, a time where we borrowed money from my son's savings account to pay the mortgage. Like I had the moment where I'm like, I am desperate for this to work. I know, I feel it. I resonate and I see you. But the truth is that is also not how God works. There's so much surrender and trust when we're building a business of service. So we have to begin with God, I surrender this whole thing to you. It's his anyway, right? The offers, the platforms, the money, like it's all God's. So what I'm here to do, Lord, is shepherd it well and steward my gifts well. How can I begin by serving people? What's the place for me? Where's my house? Is it YouTube? Is it podcasting? Can it be blogging for me? show me what that is, Lord. And I'm sure there's some others that I don't know about, you know, nowadays it's crazy out there, but you got to pick your house and you build this foundation of stone and you start serving, you start giving people like Steph, I'm going to give it all away. And then no one's going to buy. I'm like, impossible. Give it all away. I started airing the coaching calls on the podcast thinking no one's ever going to hire me again. Cause I'm giving it all away. My business exploded to the point where I had to start turning clients away I had no more time to coach and I didn't want to raise my prices anymore. And that led me to creating a course to help more people in that aspect. But the point I'm making here is like, if you focus on changing people's lives for free with something that can actually be heard, seen and found like a podcast, or if you want to use video and you just go in and you, you show up with excellence, with all of your heart, you're dedicated and you're consistent. There, I believe there is true blessing in that because you're helping other people. And of course you're gonna have an offer because that's your responsibility to help people get a bigger result, right? But you don't start with the offer. You start with changing someone's life and then they say, hi, can I work with you? What Can you help me in this capacity? And you go, oh, there's my offer. Does that make sense? Yes. Absolutely. So how does a podcast make money? Good question. So when you start your podcast, there's a few things that are critically important. You can't just throw a busted podcast into the world and it's a moneymaker just as with anything else, right? There is strategy involved. Um, So I teach a lot of things that help a podcast work for you. One is you got to know the power of one, one person that you're speaking to, one problem that you're solving and the one so the one solution how you actually solve that problem you build your entire brand around that one thing right so that you can be the big fish in a small pond instead of a tiny fish in this huge pond right like i'm gonna have a lifestyle brand with fitness and wellness and marriage no 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 no, no you're not absolutely not like i'm coming for you like get in there what about this do you love pick one i'm like oh man my students are just like they just like stare at me they're like oh she's making me niche down this is awful And then like a year later, they're telling me like, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm a top 1% podcast, like I've hit my first hundred K or whatever. And it's because they're willing to get into the little micro detail of what someone's actually searching for and build a brand around that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is it has to be highly professional. So a lot of things I did wrong in the beginning, and I can save my students from doing like creating my own art. It was really, really bad. I am not a graphic designer. It did not look professional. I needed to up level. Like not understanding podcast SEO and having all the right keywords in place. That's a strategic thing that I teach to help your podcast get found. And then the second thing is being so clear with your offer. There's, I actually have a four step, um, sales audit process to find out like, where are you losing sales? Cause sometimes you're losing sales because your offer is the wrong offer. Sometimes you're losing sales because you're not clearly articulating what the offer is and how it solves their problem. It could be your sales page, or it could be your checkout process. And so we have all these things that we have to audit around, making sure that everything is working really seamlessly like a well-oiled machine. So all that said, because all that has to happen before you make money, that's like, it takes work. Nobody is in online business that gets to skip the work. Nobody's in here that gets to say, well, I just want to make money in 10K in 30 days. Like you are in the wrong business. This is going to take a lot of tweaking. And one of the things you should write on your paper right now, everyone, is data over drama. That is not mine. I heard it from someone else, but it was like, okay, it's not working. Let's look at the data. Where is Where are my leads coming from fuel on that fire? Where is the last sale that I made coming from? How do I capitalize on that information, right? And so we're looking for, from a sales forward mindset How can I grow something that might already be working and stop looking over here for more, but look at, look at this thing that's actually working. So inside all of that said, once you get those foundational things put in place, there are two ways that are my favorite ways to make money with a podcast. One, if you have a smaller audience, I'm talking under 500, like really dedicated listeners. I call them super fans. They're like opening every email. They're like popping in here and there to say stuff to you guys. Like I would start with coaching because you can actually convert, um, a listener extremely quickly one-on-one. And that's a great way to kind of honestly get paid for market research. You're like, I'm helping this person get a breakthrough. I'm learning at the same time. I'm finding consistencies with what these people are saying. As I coach them, that's going to help me build my method later. That would become my second favorite thing, which is an online course. So after you pass that like 500,000 really dedicated super fans, you have enough people to now have a passive offer to help them get a breakthrough. And those are the only two things that I think you should ride past one to 200K in revenue. Nice. I love that. I love how you mentioned
1: being data-driven as well, because I feel like that is something that's really important to focus on so that you can know really how to invest your energy and your time into the right channels that are going to be profitable for you.
2: We're always, we're always emotional. You know, It's like, oh, but this feels good. Does feel good actually grow your business? That's the question. We have to remove our emotion or, oh, it doesn't feel good. This does not make me feel seen right now. Okay. But is this about you at all? Or is it about the people that you serve? Like we've got these hard questions. We have to start getting really serious and willing to ask ourselves these questions because otherwise, I think I do believe that so many things inside our business can be deception, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I think I should do this over here just because someone else, but like, did God say that? Or are you truly just following what the world says because you think that's the way? Like stop and pray, have four Ps. This is not anywhere. I don't even share this very often, but I'm gonna say it here. I've got four Ps and that is to pause. Just stop for a minute, pause. We're constantly in forward motion. And we're this and we're that and we're busy. And we're like, stop, pause. Have like 10 minutes where you just literally sit there. It's everything in me too. I'm like, you guys, I'm like, you know? I'm like, <laughs> Stephanie, just sit here. And I'm sitting. Because the word of the Lord will drop in when we stop. So pause. Second is pray. Have you actually invited God into your decision? And this is anything, big or small. Should I do that? Is this my brand? Should I invest in this person? Should I do this? Is this the right decision for me? And if you don't hear a word of the Lord, I te- I typically take a step forward. And, and because he will, if it's not from God, he will close the door, pray. And then the third one is um, people, which is seek wise counsel, ask wise counsel. And then um, the fourth one is plan. Don't just move forward like a hot mess express train wreck, throwing spaghetti at the wall because you had an idea. Like, that's me. I know I'm an action taker. I'm sure you guys can guess my Enneagram number, but it's like, you know, you've got to do those four P's. If you want to implement, well, we are kingdom CEOs, like stop playing at growing something kingdom. Those four P's will change your life.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up. That is excellent advice to live by, you know, in so many places in the Bible, you know, it, it says, lean not into your own understanding, submit, Uh submit your request to the Lord and he will make your path straight. It's, it's hard for us sometimes Uh as, as human to just let go and let God, but we truly have to, if we want to not only be as successful as we can be, but also ultimately mostly important to be following his will and his way for our lives. Exactly. So we talked about how to grow your podcast and we, we talked about how to generate money for your podcast, but how do you start a podcast?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I think tactically how you start is really easy. Like you could literally go to Google or YouTube and watch a thing and start a podcast. That's not hard. Um, I I equate it to, I'm going to plan and plan and plan to have this baby. I'm going to make a birth plan and I'm going to like do all this stuff and put on Palmer's cocoa butter. And like my life is going to be like (laughs) all about this pregnancy right now. And then you go have the baby because that's all you've been focused on. But what you realize is like having this baby was hopefully less than a two day process. And now you're like, how do I swaddle? Wait, don't leave me. You're like, I have a human. I distinctly remember like crying being like, please help me swaddle, I don't get it. Like, and the nurses are helping me. And then they're like, you know, you could try this. And like, like, for them it's second nature, right? And so I think the most important thing is follow someone who knows what the heck they are doing so that you can do it right the first time. And not be confused and not be overwhelmed because the start, while you start one, like I said, does not mean it's successful. It's what comes after the starting. It's the strategy. It's um, being clear with your messaging and your marketing. It's knowing how to articulate properly. How do you do it in a way that's short? I don't want anybody spending more than two hours a week on one episode. That is To me, like I'm giving you way more time than necessary to put a podcast in the world. And people are like, i am spending 10 hours. I'm like, what are you doing over there? Let's simplify this thing. Let's streamline this. So the starting in and of itself is get clear. What the heck are you going to talk about? Who are you talking to? What problem are you solving? You get, I actually have people build in my course, three pillars. So what are your pillars going to be that support that one thing that you're going to teach on? Make it professional, record three episodes. And go, and I do have a, I have a workshop. I think the girls are going to mention, um, or I can mention it that can help you if you want to learn, like, how do I start a podcast tactically? But then the next part is super important. You give and you serve and you trust, and you're so consistent. And in about 30 to 60 days, we start getting data and we start to notice what are the top downloaded episodes? what is not working? And then we optimize, we cannot optimize something that hasn't started. So, you know, this, at this point, I have a group coaching program that does this portion with people. It's like, you take something that's, that's in the world and now we make it better. We optimize, we refine, we re- rework, we learn what the right SEO is. Cause in the beginning, we're guessing a bit cause we don't have a big audience yet. And that's okay. We all started with our m- mom or our best friend listening to the show. And we had one download and we were like, well, Oh, this is, <laughs> and then you look up and you're like, "How do I get more though?" You know, and so getting more is is a process, and that is where we begin to optimize and grow. So if that gives some guidance there, um, starting is easy. It's the optimizing and the scaling and the strategy that um does take a bit more legwork, but that is what I do, and she
0: does it amazingly well. Um, I attribute so much of the success of Miss Biz to Stephanie's teaching. In fact, most of it goes to Stephanie's teaching because I'm not really a technological person. And I didn't have the first idea about what kind of microphone to buy and what type of software to download. And she walks you through step-by-step every single one of those details. So you never have to feel stupid. You always, you know, she, 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 lays it out for you in very simple terms and you can just follow along and, and do what she's she's teaching and it's very user-friendly and sets you up for success. She's also done the trial and error already of trying different things that have worked and not worked. So you have the benefit of learning from her mistakes as well. She can say, no, don't use that podcast platform Um, use you know, podbean is the one that she recommends. Use pod bean, don't use these others. I'm just just take my word for it, pod bean's the best. And so that was good enough for me. Yes, if Stephanie says pod beans where it's at, then I don't need to fool around with these other ones. And so her experience and her teachings are invaluable. And I want to give you a moment, Stephanie, to tell us the different ones you have, because I know there's several and I've taken some of them as well, clarify your calling and then p- podcast for growth as well. But mm-hmm. for people who may be in different levels of podcasting, could you summarize for us what the different options are that you have?
2: Yeah. So I have three, a three-step school. Uh, step one is I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm walking in circles, completely confused with my life. Okay. That Is where we all start. And that (laughs) course I have is called clarify your calling. And that is 30 days to get super laser clear on what has God called you to do your spiritual gifts, your vocational gifts, coming up with the root, that one core thing so that we can then move into starting a podcast, which can help you build the business. So clarify your calling is step one. Step two is then I know what I'm going to do. I have this direction. It's not, it's not crystal clear. I will be honest with you because it's going to be a process of refining of figuring things out. And the only way to get very clear is to begin. And so that one is called Podcast Pro University. And that's what Brooke has taken. And that is 12 steps to start a podcast in 30 days or less. It is very tactical. It is we click here and we go here and we do this and we record this way and here's how we edit. And this is where you put the things and this is what your art needs to look like. It's very, very um, pointed in getting you a result of starting a podcast. And both of those are courses that are self-guided. The third step is called podcast to profit. This happens after you've launched your show and you're looking up going, I have the baby and I don't know what to do with it. Okay. That's the point where you come into my six month group coaching program and you've got a podcast in the world. And this is where I'm actively coaching you every other week. You have office hours with my team, community coaches, and we're working on growing the show, scaling, optimizing, getting ranked visibility, building an offer. That's going to sell coaching, building your course fixing your website or starting one, fixing your email marketing or getting it started. And then lots of bonuses like legal and visibility as far as podcast pitching and Pinterest marketing, all of that's inside of the group coaching program, which is called podcast to profit. So any, all of those three things can be found at my website. If you want more information, I think the girls will post the links below as well. Um, I would recommend use their links so that they can get Um, an affiliate, of course, because you heard it through the girls. They'll put those links below for you guys.
0: Thank you for correcting me on the names of the, I knew I wasn't going to get them all right, but they are incredible. The ones that I've taken and I highly recommend them. And before we close out though, I, you mentioned earlier something and it just sparked something I wanted to share. You said that sometimes the podcasting isn't fun or mm-hmm. it isn't, you know, there's hard work. And and I totally agree with that. But I, as as a fairly new podcaster um, have found it so incredibly rewarding. Yeah. And the reason is because in comparison to social media, we put out these different, this different content and you may get some likes, you may get a few comments, but you don't really have the one-on-one conversations and you 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 don't as much feel like you're really truly helping people. Mm-hmm. And in the longer form podcast where we can share for 20 or 30 minutes different business tips and and things that have worked for us, the the feedback we get from people who have had the opportunity to learn from us in a longer format is more valuable to them and they come back and we have these conversations and I just, I feel like I'm helping people more honestly than oh I I ever did with yeah. all the social media content that I've been doing. Right. So it, it, I just want to put that out there because I've done everything from TV commercials to billboards as an attorney, I have done it all, but the most rewarding thing that I've done that also has the benefit of growing my business is podcasting. So I so much appreciate the teachings that I've learned from Stephanie. And I highly encourage you, if you are looking to grow your business, to listening to her teachings, you can start with her podcast, which is the Stephanie Gash Show. Um, and, then, and then also go and uh, take some of her courses to move on to the next steps. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts or words for us?
2: You know, the only thing I want to say, everybody in here is building a business. And I just want you to know that if you can remember that it's the call of God and the dream that God planted in your heart to create the business in the first place, you can feel so refreshed in the knowing that all you have to do is show up today, show up today, say that prayer, Holy spirit, lead me today. Give me the steps. Give me the one thing I can do with excellence today. And then you go show up for your family and you trust his process, trust his hand over your business and bring every concern to him because building a business, he's not a God of confusion. He's a God of peace. So if you're feeling confused, take that captive, hand it to him and allow him to replace it with peace in the growth process, the growth process, your, your heart will always want more. Your heart will always want this outcome that's unforeseeable because we're actually yearning for heaven and we can expect we see heaven on earth and we feel heaven on earth and so our hearts are yearning for that i want more i want to go bigger i want this to be successful i want to be great i want to reach people that is a god-given feeling in your heart but just remember to enjoy today and to know that god will take you wherever wherever his will desires and so all we can control is showing up with excellence today and having a lot of fun in the process And just be obedient in that. You may hear some things, or maybe you felt something as I spoke today about something that you should lay down or do differently. Listen to the leading because there is so much fruit and favor on your obedience, even when it feels really uncomfortable and scary. And just know that you're not alone. Everywhere you are sitting, you know, I've been there and we've been there and um, it's worth it. It's super worth it. Keep going.
1: Thank you so much, Stephanie. We really appreciate your time and just all the value that you provided to our listeners today. Thank you for sharing all of your tips and strategies. And we just want to tell our audience, make sure you subscribe to the Stephanie Gash show. Um, You will find it so informative and it'll be something that you'll want to listen to regularly. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you, to encourage you, and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast.
0: For legal questions
1: or services, please visit boltslegal.com. And for digital marketing needs, please visit BoltsMedia.com. Let's get biz done.